And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Real Dudes Podcast is a proud partner of Razor. Head on over to www.realdudespodcast.com forward slash affiliates and click on that Razor banner today to get great deals on your gaming gear. is Yo Guy Kyle, and with me, I've got Carrington, Cody, Andrew, and Donovan! Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. What up? Howdy, partner. <laughs> <laughs> and fellers, we got ourselves a good show tonight. For one, we got ourselves a new guy wallering around with us here <laughs> in these, these depths parts of... of uh, of the Midwest. We got Mr. Donovan. Donovan, how's it going? It goes it good. It goes it good. Indeed. All right, enough about you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kyle. No need for credentials or anything, so. (laughs) Uh, So, Donovan, um, you, I don't think you have been on here before, have you? Uh... This no. is going to be out before the interview, so other than that. No, well, uh, I guess you could say the Star Wars uh, audio drama right. thing I put together, but I don't think that really counts. Okay. But uh, I've sort of been on the show. Okay. So, for for our listeners uh, who, who may not know this, uh, Carrington and Donovan are blood brothers. What? Brother. So we've got the brother, the brother, the brother-in-law, and the two gingers. <laughs> I think that's perfect. pretty amazing, actually, when you put it that way. Mm. Wow. I figured. And, I figured as much. And the gingers still outweigh the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so uh, to get get into things here um we've got a pretty pretty good show um we have got uh we reviewed this week um the video kid 80s edition by pixel trip studios uh if you have listened to our interview with adam jeffcoat uh you are probably familiar with the game uh, if you listen to our friends over at gamerheads podcast they have reviewed the game as well and had adam on their show as well uh, we love this game, and we wanted to actually spend a proper amount of time playing it and give you our personal impressions on it. After that, we are going to talk about um, uh, another game by uh, Pacomi Studios called Hiroki oh, that Carrington yeah. played. Mm-hmm. And then we'll follow some things up with a little bit of news, 
and then also um, get into uh, our off topic this week, which is oh, there he is. Sorry, uh, which is the convention. Uh, we went to Cincinnati Comic Con or Comic Expo, and it was a blast. I think all of us were there, but through separate days of the week. This is true. So, um, Except for like this, so yeah, well, well, I guess, yeah, the four of us were all there on Sunday. Right. That was the only day I was able to make it. But we'll get into that uh, here in a little bit. Um, but to kick things off, let us talk about the Video Kid 80s edition. Ooh. So I, we are in a couple uh, Facebook groups about uh, related to indie gaming. And I saw a post uh, on there that Adam had posted that this game was releasing soon. And I watched a little trailer for it, and it was um, it, it was pretty much an homage to Paperboy, but filled with tons and tons and tons of Easter eggs uh, based out of the 80s. Um, so he and I, uh, we, we had messaged each other back and forth, emailed, we wanted him on the podcast. We got him on the podcast, which we interviewed him uh, earlier this month. And now we are actually reviewing the game itself. So, uh, the the premise of the game is you are a dude on your skateboard that is skateboarding down the street trying to get to his girlfriend who is at the park that is about, I want to say, six blocks away. And as you're going through each block... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is this a normal block or my kind of block? Oh, oh God! Please let so it not be Carrington's block. Carrington, we don't have one block <laughs> enough time to devote to explaining that. Carrington, Carrington's block's about a yeah. mile. Yeah, yeah. One block to Carrington is one mile to the average human. <laughs> Phil will back us on this, guys. So next time he's on, <laughs> yeah, he can confirm that. Um, so as you're going through each block, uh, you are encountering different, like I want to say, different themes of the '80s. Um, uh, towards the beginning, you'll run into like uh, the the Care Bears, the Raisinets, um, Charlie Brown, uh, some other uh, different uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, yeah. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> different, different uh, things. Uh, the Hasselhoff. Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch. Yeah, David Hasselhoff. Um, just a lot of cool different things. You you've got. Who's, what's the shoot? What is the buggy from? What what is the bug? The race car buggy, the striped race car buggy. I can't remember what his name is. Kirby. Uh, Herbie. Kirby. Herbie. 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 <laughs> is it Herbie? Kirby's. That's close. Yeah, Herbie. Herbie. Um, okay. Yeah, the the Ninja Turtles and stuff. And as you go through, um, after you cross the first couple blocks, you will encounter Pac Man. And then as you go down, it'll be more like sci-fi related stuff. You'll get like Alien, you'll get uh, uh, Star Trek, um, He-Man, and a bunch of other cool things. And then towards the end, you start running into like the horror film icons, uh, Jason, Freddy Krueger, just a bunch of different cool little things. So, uh, playing this game for the first time, I found it incredibly distracting trying to to get the to achieve the objective in the game which is you're throwing um bootleg uh, vhs tapes into your neighbor's mailboxes 
instead of newspapers, which is pretty awesome. Um, I but I couldn't focus on that. I couldn't focus on getting uh, coins. I couldn't focus on jumping on things and getting my grinds in on my skateboard because I was so focused on seeing what the next little uh, uh, Easter egg would be or, or the next icon would be from the 80s. It, it was just constantly distracting. And I love that because I think that in itself presented a challenge uh, to playing through the game because, you know, you could sit there and, and skate your way through the levels and not do a whole lot um, and just watch. But if you're trying to... to uh, do your objective. You're trying to get those VHS tapes out while trying to pay attention to who's on the screen. It is difficult. I don't know how many times I died within the first 10 seconds of the game because I hit a fire hydrant because I was distracted by someone on the screen or I got ran over by a car because, uh, I, you know, the, the Trekkies were blast or were teleporting into outer space. It, it was crazy. It's a challenging game and I absolutely loved it. Um, Carrington, did you get a chance to try it out? Very little, only because I was busy playing the other game, uh, Hiroki. So I didn't get a chance to really, really check it out like I wanted to. But I've okay. seen you play it, and I've seen... Uh, this game's actually been blown up quite a bit on Twitch. So I've watched a lot of streamers play it as well. See, I think this game would be perfect for uh, Twitch. Because, you know, as soon as you die, you reset... And you you uh, uh, start over again, and it's very fast paced, and it's easy to pay attention to, and it's entertaining to watch. I think, especially for people who haven't seen the game, watching someone else play it um, is is kind of just a nice way of soaking in all the nostalgia that this game has within it. I can wholeheartedly uh, agree, and also just watching you play it, Kyle, because you did stream it as well. Uh, it's just. The colors work very well because of how bright it is, but it's also not only is it filled with 80s references, but it has a very 80s vibe to it as far as like the mm -hmm. art direction is. So the game itself even looks like it's straight out of the 80s, almost, yeah. almost. Yeah. And and growing up playing Paperboy, um, you know, to me personally, it was one of the most memorable games that I played Uh Whenever I would uh, get an emulator, it would be one of the first games that I would download to, to play. Just because there's, I don't know, there's just so much nostalgia behind that game. Um, but with this game, you know, growing up, I skateboarded. So I kind of clicked with this game a little better. Um, Adam mentioned that they hired uh, a guy out of California that was a professional skateboarder. Uh, I don't know if he was professional, but he, you know, he skateboarded throughout his life. I guess he, I think he was professional. I think he said that, um, but also designed, you know, the the ragdoll effects of this game and 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 helped out with the tricks in the game. And I, it's it's accurate, man. Uh, some of the tricks that this guy does, although you know, it's he's not getting massive air or anything. Uh, the grinds and the flip tricks and the grabs and everything, they are very accurate. And and I was impressed by it. Because I think for most games uh, that would just put a guy on a skateboard, they would just come up with their own tricks and stuff, but not this game. And, now, would uh, you say, real quick, Kyle, would you say this is a good uh, substitute for a certain franchise that has been missing from our lives for almost 10 years now, being Skate? Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we. I, I think Session is going to take that spot. Oh yeah, for sure. I was, I was just, you know, having some fun, you know, cause skate, <laughs> any chance I can bring up skate, I'll bring it up. Yeah. 
Uh, I apologize if you hear some banging in the background. My daughter has my kanjo and my guitar, and she's banging it around. So I uh, just want to you know, give you guys a heads up. Um, but th like I said, this game, I loved it. Uh, we haven't had a modern-day Paperboy in, we, I guess, maybe since the 64. Was there one for the 360? I think or a so. Or or something. I, it's been a long time. And, you know, for this game being uh, very, very reasonably priced and challenging and uh, tons of replayability, it is, um, it is just perfect. If you like Paperboy, if you love Paperboy growing up and played it, this is something that you want to pick up. The Video Kid 80s Edition is a game that you want to pick up. And if I remember right, it's less than 10 bucks, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. On... I can't remember what it is on the Switch, but I know for a fact on Steam it's three ninety nine. There you go, three ninety nine. I I would yeah. bet it's probably that everywhere else. Yeah, uh, definitely under ten dollars. Um, so yeah, that is the Video Kid eighties edition Pixel Trip Studios. Uh, one out of ten. Um, I would give this game a solid eight point five. Well, now would you say that translates to 8.5 kickflips out of 10 as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely worth it. It's, it's a great game. Very nice. And I did like that uh, Gamerheads, they were also running a contest alongside uh, their episode where they reviewed this. And it was very successful. I think the, the bar they set was like 40,000 points or something like that. So this mm -hmm. also oh, like brings back that nostalgia of like how high of a score can you get? Which yeah. I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it does bring in that factor of trying to get the highest score, which is awesome. So Very, very nice. Yeah. The Video Kid 80s edition. Uh, pick it up on uh, Xbox, Steam, Nintendo Switch. Not PS4 just yet, <laughs> but it's being worked on. So, Carrington. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This little company named Picomi. Mm-hmm. They released a game called Hiroki. Yes, they did. And I got a chance now, to play it. Tell us your, your initial thoughts about this game. Okay, so first of all, just a little bit of background story. So Pacomi is a small indie company and they did assist in making Sonic Mania on all platforms, um, helping out Christian Whitehead, who did a fantastic job. So when Kyle, when you said that uh, you had contacted them about a game called Hiroki, I was excited because these the I mean, why wouldn't I to get a chance to play a game that these guys made uh, that was at the top of my list last year being Sonic Media and these guys assisted in that, had a hand in it. I was super, super excited. So hopes were sky high. Um, this game, Hiroki, is actually um, a port from the iOS. I believe the original one came out in 2015 from what I could find out. Uh -huh. I could be wrong in that, but that's that's what I was able to find. So Hiroki is a helicopter kid who just is now old enough to start his training uh, with a master within the Royal Sky Guard. And as soon as he starts his training, um, an evil doctor and his accomplice, Vapor, uh, decide to steal this 
thing called the Amorix, which was which helps protect the village that you're in. And so, and with it, with the Amorix in the wrong hands, bad things can happen. <laughs> dun dun dun. So you whisk off on a on an adventure to try and get this this artifact back. Um, this game was pretty fun uh, overall. the The controls are pretty simple. Uh, since you are a helicopter boy, uh, controls do feel a little floaty um, because he's uh, since he has to fly and stuff, they don't feel exactly one to one. So there was that issue there within the controls. Um, they're not super bad; they just take some time getting used to. Uh, puzzles are fairly simple, so you can fly through this game in probably about five or six hours. And there are, oh, wow. yeah, it's it's not the super long. There's three worlds, and each world has I don't remember how many levels you have to go through. I, I, I didn't write it down, unfortunately. But it's not a super long game. But th- there are also plenty of collectibles. So we did receive this game like a month ago because it's September now, and I remember starting it in like August. So I did go back and actually 100% it, which is doable as well, um, which is which is which was a lot of fun. Um, there are also power-ups you get throughout the game as you progress through the story, um, and they help you get, you know, defeat enemies, defeat the bosses, and and get more collectibles down the road and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did receive it on the Switch, because um, like I said, it was a, an iOS port from back in the day. It looks pretty good on the Switch. I'll, I will give it that. The color, the, the art direction, the colors, all the, it, it, they pop and they look right. Um, it doesn't See, look like an older game at all. I was I was going to say, it, looking at it, kind of reminded me of a Sonic game in a way, which is funny because, I mean, Mania released last year. Mm-hmm. And this game released back in 2015 initially. Yeah, yeah. So this game does look actually really good. It, like I said, it does not look like a port from a, a mobile, from iOS. And that's saying yeah. a lot. So I I want to say it got uh, a nice graphical bump up uh, from oh, yeah. back in the day, which, uh, and like I said, the game looks actually pretty good um, in both handheld and docked. I didn't notice too much of a difference as far as, you know, frames per second, things like that. There wasn't a whole lot of difference, but you can definitely tell. Obviously, it looks better docked than it does handheld, but it still yeah. looks really good in handheld mode. Did you know a difference between the way it played between docked and handheld, like as far as the controls and stuff? No, not really, which is saying a lot. But like I said, the controls were pretty floaty, so it was hard to tell if um, if I made a mistake, if it was me or the game itself. Uh, but I did not notice a difference between handheld and docked in, in terms of the controls. Okay. Um, the music, I didn't click with it very much. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Um, I actually, right before we interviewed this, of our, right, oh, blah. let me try this, try that again. Right before English we recorded, <laughs> for a couple of uh, for the past couple of days, that's I did go back. I'm like, I don't remember the music for this. So I, I went back a couple of mm-hmm. days ago, and I'm like, yeah, I don't remember very many of these songs. So I don't remember the music being super. Uh, memorable, unfortunately. Okay, fair but enough. the sound effects were were pretty decent, um, but music not so much. Which I, I, you know, you and me, Kyle, being music people, uh, I was just disappointed in that aspect. Yeah, that is definitely something that that you kind of sit there and pay attention to while you're playing, especially if you play a game for a few hours. I mean, obviously, you're going to be wondering what you know the music board's going to be like and if it's soothing or if it's kind of irritating or just kind of not even noticeable 
I mean, it definitely adds to your experience of playing the game itself. Exactly, exactly. And I should say, Donovan, you're a music guy too, so I know you notice that stuff like that. Um, but Hiroki was something I wanted to absolutely love, and I tried to like love it in, in, in a way. It's not a bad game, but it's not as great either. Um, it did feel like a, a game for mm-hmm. a much younger audience yeah. than what I am, okay. being 28. <laughs> it seemed more like the 8 to 12-ish range. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. saying it like a bad thing. Like, if I was like yeah. 8 to 12, I would have absolutely loved this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> um, I was a little disappointed in the final boss. It took me about five minutes to try once I figured it out, and it only took me two tries to beat him. So he wasn't oh, super challenging, yeah. Challenge, yeah. So it's, I feel like it's kind of meant for that in between crowd. Like you got the real young, young kids, and then you got the adults that play. I feel like mm-hmm. this is kind of like the game that helps them transition from uh, easier, more simple games to more difficult games. Yeah, for sure. And if I was a parent, I would totally pick this up for my kid and play That's this with know. them or watch them play it or anything like that because it does introduce, yeah. I think, a lot of concepts that. I played when I was a kid and yeah. and would be happy with. So I wouldn't recommend it for because we're all over twenty five, I believe. Except um, Cody. Except Cody. I agree with that. That's right. Uh, we're all over twenty two. We're all yeah. over twelve. <laughs> yeah, <we're> <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, what I'm trying to say is. I wouldn't recommend it to probably our audience, but if our audience out there has kids, I, I so. would definitely pick this up and okay. recommend this for them. Like Kyle. Uh, oh, that's Cody. Yeah, like Kyle yes. with a, yeah. a two-year-old. That's, that's what I was uh, <laughs> kind of thinking is maybe this would be a game that she could play when she's a little older. I tell you what, kids are smart, and, and I don't, I'm not to mean to divert here, just real briefly. Uh, my, my girl who is not even two yet knows how to skip ads on YouTube. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little scary. Anyways, back to Pakomi or uh, Pekomi, uh, Hiroki. Um, so, um, I, I the just one question. Yeah, sure. Do you think it? Do you think it would have been um, a better game in your eyes if this game had not Whoa. originally been made for for mobile, but made for the Switch? Like, do you think that the team would have had a <laughs> a kind of a, a game with different mechanics and maybe more detail? It, uh, if it was made exclusively for the Switch, I think so, sense. and may, maybe a yeah. little longer too, as well. Because, yeah. like I said, there's three worlds, and I, I want to say each world has like four levels. It, they, I mean, they're not, and the, each level isn't super long. Because the way the okay. game is designed, you're supposed to collect uh, these small collectibles in order to get to the end, like, basically, and it's not super hard to do. Yeah. Um, All right. But at the same time, like, I mean, it was it, it held my attention for what it was. Yeah. I like I said, I really wanted to love it, um, but I would I would actually give it a solid six out of ten overall. Six out of ten. Yeah. OK. Like I said, it wasn't it's not okay. a bad game. It's, no. it's just not. It just, just wasn't for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's understandable. That's understandable. And that's so, Hiroki. Hiroki. Uh, on the Switch and iOS, it's still on iOS. I just checked. Oh, yeah, that. Just, uh, gotcha. It deal. is perfect for the Switch because it it is a mobile console. I will give it that, but okay, you know, yeah, six out of ten. All right. Uh, before we go to a break, just want to let you all know I just started Celeste and I love it. Anyways, let's go to a break. Hey. 
We here at Real Dudes want to give a huge shout out to Guitaro Man for letting us use his music on this episode. You can find more of his music on SoundCloud and be sure to give him a follow on Twitter at I am Guitaro Man. That is G I T A R U M A N. Thanks, and let's get back to this episode. If you like video games, debates, and silly banter, you'll love Gamerhead's podcast. Outside of your store, because I do feel like your store knows its identity. I do. I think that you guys know what um, you are. No? Not always. Really? He sells fidget spinners. Well, not anymore. I mean, for a yeah. while. Not I mean, anymore. Not, not You're experimenting not with our... anymore. That's what I'm saying, though. You were just experimenting. <laughs> Golf was made by a Japanese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Go Iwata. Yeah. Begin oh, the it. game. Yeah, not the okay. sport. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. like, huh. Well, speaking of Nintendo. <laughs> Follow Gamerheads on Podbean at gamerheadspodcast.podbean.com. Do you remember the days when console games were pure simple fun? No Look Crate season passes are crowdfunding. You just paid for the game and it was yours to keep. You didn't have to sit through hours of boring cutscenes and there were no loading screens to keep you from the action. At Four Horses Games, we remember those days and we aim to bring them back. Miles and Kilo, our latest release on the Nintendo Switch, is pure action from start to finish. Run, jump, slide and swing your way across 36 action-packed levels as you and your dog try to escape a haunted island, battling bosses along the way. Still need more? 20 tough achievements and a time attack mode keep you going that extra mile. Reviewers are saying that Miles and Kilo is a must-have title. Available now on the Nintendo Switch and coming to other consoles later this year. My name is Katie Cakes, and I am the host of Cake Bites, a podcast adventure through gaming history. I am just inviting you to come along with me on that journey while I interview people who have worked in and around the industry for the last 30 plus years to learn about their experiences and their perspectives to learn more about an industry that is continuously evolving. I hope you guys will join me every two weeks when I release a new episode of the show on all major podcasting platforms. You can learn more about the show at kickbites.com. An ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow, that's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome back. We really hope you enjoyed those ads. I know I sure did. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to the show. Let's see what's going on with the news. Some big things closed. Wink, wink. <gasps> Let's take a moment Ooh. of silence for Telltale. <laughs> well, they're not getting any deader. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, oh 
That's not nice. So apparently, from what I've heard, 250 people lost their jobs. That sounds about right. And they're only keeping about 20 to finish off Minecraft, which uh, it was issued or being funded basically by Netflix. So they they have to finish it by contract or whatever. But yeah. uh, which was really weird because they're in the middle of the final season of The Walking Dead. They are they're not mm-hmm. even going to finish it, at least at the moment. It's, I know a lot of people are chipping yeah. in for that. So it is. That's really sad news. Um, I know I, I played the first season of Batman and I enjoyed it. I, it was a different take on Batman. Yeah, I like the Batmans. Um, it, you know, it was pretty good. I think we are all kind of used to the same kind of Batman stories being told over and over. This was a different take. The characters were different looking, and, and uh, it was just kind of a different uh, alternate universe of Batman, I guess you could say. Um, it was cool. It was kind of fresh, a fresh story to it. Uh, I know they have Minecraft um, uh, story mode, and uh, obviously The Walking Dead won Game of the Year a few years back. Um it's sad news. It really is. It really for is. a studio to to drop down to like they're they're a rather large studio to drop down and quit like that. Mm-hmm. And with some early hits that I bought because which made me huge fans. They had Poker Night <clears throat> the Inventory One and Two, which are both fantastic games. If you guys haven't played them, highly pick them up on fantastic. Steam. They're Oh, gosh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as Sam and Max. They also made a Wallace and Gromit game back in the day. So I was definitely mm-hmm. early fans of them back, uh, well, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, uh, whenever those games, all those games came out. Um, as yeah. of lately, though, because they said it was due to sales that they had to shut down. Hmm. I can say I'm probably part of that reason, unfortunately, because I haven't really yep. bought a game since uh, Tales from the Borderlands or Batman Season 1, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, we will no longer get those story-driven games. I, I was kind of thinking, what if some of the original people that worked on The Walking Dead uh, started a Kickstarter to finish you know, their vision for the series out? If its community would support them. I don't know. We'll never know. Anyways, Life is Strange 2. Or episode, yeah, Life is Strange. Is it episode 2? Life is Strange 2 released this week. Um, Another episodic series. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 got some of the best music in any gaming franchise ever. Especially after uh, that game they released earlier this year about the kid and the superhero. It's in that oh, universe. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That music the, was also fantastic. Yeah. I, I want to say Captain Underpants, but that is totally different. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is not that. It is, it's Captain something. Yeah. I can't remember. We did talk about it. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And he's supposed to be uh, everything you do is supposed to translate into this episodic series, series of series of Life is Strange. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yep. So the Captain, which I can't remember what it's called, Captain Underpants. We're gonna call it for now. <laughs> <laughs> Any decisions you make in that game will affect Life is Strange too. Uh, it is Captain Spirit. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. The Amazing... Or the Adventures of Captain Spirit, I think, is what it's called. Something Captain Spirit. Anyways, uh, I kind of want to leave this for last. So I'm going to I'm gonna skip this right now and just go on to the last uh, three things after this. Okay. Uh, smaller things. 
Uh, Amnesia Collection is coming to X Xbox One today. That is September 28th. You like scary games? That is coming to Xbox. Uh, Xbox Games with Gold includes one of our favorites, Overcooked. Shout out to Phil the Chef uh, for playing Overcooked <laughs> with us. If you like uh, multiplayer games, uh, if you like co-op, if you like yelling at your friends, get Overcooked. <laughs> this is true. No, no and joke. Second to last, um, uh, this isn't gaming related, but I thought it was it, it would be interesting because I know Cody loves the Joker. A lot of us love the Joker. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, has released pictures of his Joker uh, get up, his Joker garb. Have you guys seen pictures of this? Yeah. Yes. Looks interesting. I'm excited. Uh, uh, do you, is it satisfying? I mean, it's it, intriguing. It's yeah. It's, okay. I, yeah. It's it, I want to see where it goes. Yes, for sure. Because he's a, a method actor, so the last actor mm -hmm. to represent the Joker on screen is also a method actor. Not too many people enjoyed it. Uh, and that was his last career, last movie of his career. Probably not. I mean, he is the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars, so I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Soon. Never mind. I was thinking of Heath Ledger. Oh, okay. Okay. He's also yeah. a method actor. I was oh, going there as yeah. well. He's also a method actor. Yeah. People yeah. love his yeah. performance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when I think of method acting, I think of Heath Ledger. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, Jared Leto. Uh, ding Dong. Yeah, also Jared did Leto. it. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was not really impressed with the costume, the outfit, and the makeup and everything. But hopefully, I, I mean, he is a great actor. Anything that I've really seen him in, I've always uh, say always enjoyed. But I've you know he he is a, a good actor. Indeed. Big big news right here, guys. I know Fortnite crossplay beta is available on PS4. <laughs> so this is this is the big one that I wanted to save towards the end because we've had a, a couple of episodes. Our recent debates have been about crossplay on PS4 and how PS4 is so snooty with their nose up in the air that they're like, I'm not going to do that crossplay compatible on our system, and now they're doing it. I'm just saying, guys, we called it. Just uh, so y'all know, you heard it here first. <laughs> exactly yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yes. We are the only video game podcast that has ever called it. It's true. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, real I'm, quick, I am surprised Fortnite's number one. I know it's the like the hot topic right now uh, because Fortnite makes uh, headlines. Mm -hmm. But I was just surprised that Minecraft wasn't the first one to make it because PS4 does host Minecraft as well. And mm -hmm. I know, like I said, I know Fortnite is hot right now, but it's not bigger, if that makes sense, because the player base is still insane and i think i saw a statistic recently and this was back mm -hmm. uh the beginning of this year january 2018 microsoft made an announcement that it's pretty much 80 million users still play minecraft on a monthly basis and they hit yep. us i think 75 million concurrent users on at the same time at one point wow Jeez. and um and YouTube has also recently come out and said, well, this is within the past couple months, YouTube has said that Minecraft is still bigger than Fortnite uh, as far as videos are concerned, both uploads and videos, and uh, being watched. 
So don't don't count out Minecraft just yet, people. I'm just surprised with especially with Microsoft owning the Minecraft franchise that they didn't say like, hey, now that you allow it, Minecraft's first. Do it. Do it. Yeah. So that's big news. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm sure Minecraft and, and uh, games like Rocket League are not going to be far behind. I'm enjoying that crossplay beta platform that PS4 has. Because I feel like those games, like you said, Minecraft is so huge and, and Rocket League is very well supported with the community that it has. I feel like those are going to be the next two games we see um, uh, on PlayStation. Indeed. Do you think this is going right. to um like, you think it's going to be a pretty quick movement to a lot of games supporting that, or do you think it's still going to be very niche and just like a handful of games? I think PlayStation is going to milk this. I think they're going to just slowly slide in one game after another. I don't think uh, there's going to be like uh, unleashing of games that will be crossplay compatible with PlayStation to the other systems. That's just that's my personal opinion. They did yeah. say in their statement that it would be certain games, not all games. So I'm thinking Fortnite, Minecraft, Rocket League, and Elder Scrolls Legends, because Bethesda's pretty much holding okay. that game hostage. So basically, saying, yeah. only your stuff that's like super multiplayer heavy or specifically multiplayer only stuff, basically. Didn't, yeah. didn't they say that Fallout 76 would not be? Yeah. The, I, I don't think that game's going to be like crossplay for anything. Yeah, yeah. So Bethesda did say, like, back in the day, no, we're not doing it because Sony's not doing it. And then because of this new recent development, Bethesda said we're too far in development to even attempt cross-play right right now. We just want to release the game and get it up and running. Yeah. Yep. So it's big news. I'm excited to see the future of gaming and uh, being able to connect with friends. I know for me, uh, there are a few friends that have PlayStations, and that's all they have, so... Um, uh, with games, hopefully, like Rocket League and Minecraft coming out, I'll be able to connect with them, play something with them on a regular basis. We went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo, second year in a row. Uh, I was not able to make it last year. I think, Carrington, you went to all three days. Yep, and Cody went with me two of the three days last year. Yep. No, this year I went with you two or three, and last also year. two or three this year. Yeah, but last year, yeah, two or three last year. And then this year, all of us got a chance to go, whether it was one day, all three days, or a couple days. Oh yeah, and also uh, one of the reasons why Donovan's here, he was able to attend. It was his first con. It was yes. So Donovan. Tell us, uh-huh. how was your experience? It was just about everything I would hope it would be uh, for a first-time experience at a con. Okay. I, I loved it. it was, Very cool. It was much larger than what I thought, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Carrington met me outside, walked me in, and it, it where they check you in there, where you go through the, the little gates to get... You know, all your weapons and stuff checked out. I had a pocket knife on me the only time I ever carried it. And uh, it it seemed not too big, but once you actually step into the auditorium, uh, it is massive. And then there's also that window uh, that you can look above the floor 
And I got a pretty good picture of it, but it is just packed with people and vendors, and it was such a cool experience. Um, Carrington, did it seem bigger this year than last year? Or did you notice any any changes to the con? Yes, big time. So first of all, it was definitely bigger than last year. Like the guests they had were bigger this year compared to last year, and as well as a lot of the the vendors. So when you walk first walked in, uh, you guys can all speak to this. And Cody, you can agree with me compared from last year to this year. When you first walk in, um, you had um, like the entrance basically kind of thing where they had like the Ghostbuster um, car sitting there with a few vendors around there. That's way further up uh, this year. Um, last year, that was like all space for you to just kind of walk around before actually entering the, the floor space. Like that wasn't even there last year. So they expanded that section um, more so this year compared to last year. And then also um, last year, I feel like the vendors were more spread out. Uh, this year, I felt like they had a way more vendors, and so they were kind of squished together. But I, uh-huh. I, I do see, it just in one year, the the expo is growing. Would you agree with that, Cody? Yeah, yeah, it it definitely got bigger since last time. A lot more, a lot more people, like not just vendors, but a lot more people. Yes, yes, that that too, for sure. So. This year, uh, I was able to go on Sunday. Um, I got there a little late. Uh, it was probably about an hour or two after it started. Um, but we caught the tail end of Manu Bennett. Yes, yes. For those of you who do, who do not know who that is, he is Deathstroke in Arrow. And the orc. He was awesome. He was the orc. From, yeah, the orc uh, in the Hobbit, Hobbit. series. Yeah, <laughs> you probably won't recognize his face in that series, but yes, he is the orc, like the main leader of the orcs in the Hobbit series. He is a uh, he's a big dude, um, but I tell you what, just sitting there, I, I really the panels were my favorite thing uh, throughout the entire day. Uh, just sitting there and watching him interact and listening to him talk, uh, you know, it, it almost reminded me of just like a podcast. Like he's just sitting there telling a story. Um, telling his story of, of getting a, getting his gig for Spartacus. And uh, I, he had the whole audience laughing, and uh, I don't know, he, he's just a very good storyteller. Um, and then we hit the show floor, and then we went to another panel that we'll touch on a little later. Um, but for you guys, I mean, this year, it, we, we can go around the table here, uh, the, the invisible table that nobody sees us sitting around. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your favorite things? If you can name one, or if you have multiple, I mean, what what stood out to you this year? Maybe we'll start with uh, Andrew. Oh, geez, just put me on the spot, why don't you? Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, I guess it was the only panel I went to, but but uh, I would have to agree that uh, I do. I, I think that's the one you were kind of leading up to. Do I go ahead and? Yeah, that's fine. Charles uh, Martinet. Yeah, the voice of Mario. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Like, so that's actually mm-hmm. the first time I'd ever sat in. I've been to a couple cons before. Uh, but that's the first time I actually took the time to sit in on a panel, and uh, it was actually uh, quite a bit of fun. Uh, he's a, clearly a dude who loves his job and uh, has really <laughs> he made a career out of... I, I mean, I guess I just respect the heck out of the fact that the guy is a millionaire and has traveled the world and like 
doesn't really do that much. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I'm not trying to diminish his contribution, no. but for like, in all honesty, like he himself was pretty much like admitted to the fact, like, like for not a lot of actual work, he's basically like said gotten to live his dream by just making a handful of Mario sounds and like a few lines. You you can tell that he has a true passion. Oh yeah, for his job. No, it's something that like he like I mean even though it's not it's maybe as much work as a lot of people have to go through to get make a living. Yeah. Like oh yeah, like he genuinely like loves his do- job not because it's easy but because he just yeah. likes making people happy and he likes you know making entertaining things. Yeah, it's not like his sheer passion or anything like that. But uh, uh let's see uh Carrington. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So compared to last year, like I said, it was much bigger this year. And it was just funny trying when I picked up the press passes this year, I went up to the guy who's in charge of that stuff. Uh, his name's Matt. And he mm-hmm. was like, uh, I was like, hey, I'm here to pick up press passes. He's like, OK, what's your name? So I gave him my name, email address. He's like, OK, cool. And he just looked down. And he was like, you get four? And just the, <laughs> it was just funny because they only give out two usually. And I, I was yeah. surprised we got approved for four which we didn't get approval until like the week before the convention. And so he's just like, yeah. you get four? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Dude, that's actually kind of cool. I didn't even know. That you, I didn't even know that story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I thought that was hilarious. And um, so that wasn't my favorite thing. I just thought that was a nice little funny story that only I got to experience because I did this on Friday and I was the only one who went. Uh, Friday, unfortunately, but because of work and stuff, mm-hmm. I understand why you could make Cody and because of you, Donovan. Uh, but my favorite thing, uh, yeah. hands down, um, oh, <laughs> you already know where I'm going, Kyle. Exactly. Going. <laughs> so let me just say real quick was it, was it we meeting all know. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you guys all know I love Overwatch um, and I main Diva. And I got to meet charlotte chung who is the voice actress for diva and she was absolutely a doll she was amazing so i got to visit and go to her panel sat in the very front row which was awesome how, <laughs> hear her speak with was that how early did you get there just to be in the front row so here's the thing donovan and i were at the panel before uh-huh. her and it was i don't know what panel did you go to that was a celebrity i don't remember it was uh, Clark Gregg. Oh, yeah, Clark Gregg. So that was, um, um, who is he, Donovan? I can't remember. I can't think of because I'm thinking of Diva. Agent yeah, Coulson. Agent Coulson, thank and, you. Uh, Agents of thank S.H.I.E.L.D. You. Yeah. yeah. Avengers, yeah. no. Come on. I'm sorry, yeah. I was thinking of He's Diva. Just like, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't see what Karen's mind was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were at his panel beforehand because we had press pass. We could just, or I, I could still just sit there and get a better seat. Um, Donovan was it Donovan a, left to go a, to another panel, I think. Okay, so it was I did, panel. yes. So hear her speak at her panel. It was awesome to hear her story. Like she was an actress uh, before getting Overwatch, and it was just an absolute pleasure to hear her journey of how she actually got the job. And then wasn't she on Disney? Yeah, she was on Disney. She was actually on Nickelodeon as well. Uh, for she was in Drake okay. and Josh, an episode of Drake and Josh, actually. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, which was pretty cool to hear that and her like i said just her whole journey and experience and she said she was also in another video game besides overwatch she wouldn't say which one and 
She said when she was recording she for that other video game that the developers over there were saying that Overwatch was going to suck. It was going to fail. It was going to crash. They don't know why she accepted that job. And now Overwatch is the biggest thing in the world. And that game that she did is not. Besides Fortnite. Yeah, so, um, right, exactly. Carrington, how are you uh, dealing with the fact that she obviously rejected your marriage proposal? You know, so funny story. <laughs> 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 I went to go actually meet her after that. Um, I went down and, oh my gosh, she is such, she's so amazing. She is so amazing. <laughs> Let me just say that. She is so amazing. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> she had her uh, husband with her. So I went up to him first and said, hey, this is what I want. I want to autograph a picture. He was like, all right, cool. And I must have talked to her for like five, ten minutes. And I really literally just went up to her because nobody was around her. Um I just I can't believe she was just so nice and amazing. We took a picture um, and then I told her how because she's half Korean, half Japanese. And I mentioned that I was also Japanese and she got very excited about that and, and gave me a hug. And I felt very special. And then somebody guess like right. in this picture, I'm assuming the husband is like three inches from your face, like hovering. Cause he like, was not though. He was, he was actually not. <laughs> he was not. He was pretty cool about the whole thing, which I, I have to give him props for that. So, uh, here is something to let you guys know. She was in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare before Overwatch. She didn't say, you know, she didn't say it was Call of Duty, uh, but you know. <laughs> now, uh, there's also StarCraft and there's also Heroes of the Storm, but those are Blizzard franchises. So, I don't think people from those Blizzard franchises will be bashing another Blizzard This game. is true. This is true. So, I'm just going to say... <laughs> it's Call of Duty. Just gonna leave it there. <laughs> yep, just gonna leave it there. Leave I, I want to make though. it a point. Draw, she, your, draw your own conclusions. I, I want to make it a point. She did not mention the game or the studio. She did not. But uh, it could have very well been an act. But it's Call of Duty, anyways. <laughs> And to hear her do the voice of Diva, so her normal voice is nothing like Diva, and she did do the Diva voice, and it's it was really cool to see that. It's just kind of weird though too, because I, I guess you could say I listen to her on an almost daily basis. What? <laughs> Crazy. Just playing Diva all the time. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So yeah, right. my 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 highlight was meeting Charlotte Chung. That's good, man. I I'm glad that you've met your hero. One of, many. In one, of <laughs> one of many. In Overwatch, one right? of many. Yeah, in Overwatch. Yeah, in Overwatch. Yep. Yep. And, uh, that's, but that's funny, though, just real quick, that they would think that that would flop because, I mean, not always. Everybody has an occasional miss, but for the most part, everything Blizzard gets behind turns to gold. I mean, am I right? Mm-hmm. You're, <laughs> that's like, very true. Why would you assume that it's going to suck? <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, um, they've only made StarCraft, biggest RTS ever. They've only made WoW, biggest MMO ever. Biggest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, among other things that were pretty considerable successes in their own right. Yeah, this that's, is true. Diablo, yeah. biggest dungeon crawler. Yeah, that's true. Diablo, no big deal. Anyway. All right, on to the next. Cody? Uh, I think my favorite, along with probably last year's, uh, the uh, sketch duels, watching like the comic book artists and all that stuff talk about their craft while they amazingly draw whatever we tell them to in half an hour, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to go see Andy Carrington, help me. I know. Help Andy Bennett. Andy Bennett. I know. 
We went to go see Andy Bennett, um, which we saw him last year. And we got to see his panel again. And they drew a Captain Am- no Swamp Man as Captain America. And then talk about their craft. Mm-hmm. And the other two probably did the most talking. Andy's a bit quiet, but a great artist nonetheless. Um, yeah, he's not much of a talker. I visited him at his booth on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. He's definitely he's not a talker. And Sunday. And Sunday. I think, yeah. I think we walked by him on Sunday as well. And yeah. See a yeah. Yeah, but we, we went to go see him. Right. And at the end, they give away their drawings. And I had the I had the golden ticket. And I was able to win Andy's drawing. So that's cool. And that's now nice. sitting. I can't believe, like, out of all the schedules we've been to, we've never <laughs> won anything. And the one time you win, it's one of the artists we all yeah, love. Right. <laughs> and the first type, the first panel that you went to as well is like the first sketch duel yeah. that you went to that day. Yeah, there Come was on. a dude um, <laughs> sitting next to us during that sketch duel that said he went to every sketch duel that entire weekend, and he's never won one. And then he walked into this one. Was like, man, I better throw away this ticket. Not like I'm gonna win anything. And he ended up winning one too. So I thought that was pretty cool. The last, the last sketch duel of the day, cool. and he was able to get something for going to every one. So that was pretty cool. Nice. And can I say too, and, uh, that Andy Bennett, he does ink drawings, and they are super detailed. You can tell he puts a lot of work into mm-hmm. it. So yeah. I would highly recommend everyone that's listening to us and that's here already, follow that dude on Instagram and just see some of his artwork because it is amazing. Yeah, I uh, Cody sent me a picture of the drawing that he got, and I'll, I'm going to post it on our um, on our Instagram and other social media outlets uh, this week. Um, for y'all to check out. It's it's so cool, the mashup between Captain America and Swamp Thing. What's a good one? Donovan? Yes. Um, my favorite thing was actually being able to interact with all the cosplayers. I had uh, made my own costume-ish mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars, so went as my own original Star Wars character. And when you say original, real quick, Donovan, when you say original, what was your inspiration? Yeah. Because you uh, have to tell people where you got the inspiration for that. That is that is true. That is true. So it started with Edge of the Empire, uh, the Star Wars RPG, tabletop RPG, where I created my character from there. And that's basically what it's based off of. And it's also based off the character that's in my Star Wars audio drama. So I dressed up as the main protagonist, the character I created. Cool. cool. Uh, yeah, so it was really neat, and being able to interact with all the cosplayers was great. Mainly, I just took pictures of them. Never really got a photo with them. Uh, since it was my first con, I had no idea. I was just going around taking photos. But just how much work other people have put into their own costumes for you know, Star Wars, Overwatch. So many other game references that are escaping me right now. <laughs> uh, one guy dressed up as Deadpool as... Uh, Oh, the artist with the fro, Bob, Bob Ross. Uh, oh, Bob Ross. Bob Ross, yeah. yes. That was brilliant. Uh, there's the 501st Legion that was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some great stuff. A lot of great Stormtrooper and Death Troopers. It was amazing. They had the Rebel Legion. They were amazing. Uh, Mandalorian Mercs had a showing there. They were amazing and great to talk to uh, about their costumes and their armor. Uh, I didn't talk to too many of the other people, uh, mainly because I was starstruck. <laughs> but just just how much detail they put into it, that it really looks 
basically it came straight from the game. So it took me out of the real life experience and like I was meeting this person that I'd known of. Yeah. Uh, and also some other original uh, type characters that other people dressed up as. Like uh, I got a picture with uh, uh, this girl who dressed up as a red Twi'lek that's not Darth Talon, but was like a Sith Twi'lek. And it looked like screen ready. Uh, it was hmm. amazing. Uh, so just meeting, seeing and meeting all these different cosplayers and talking to them about their, their costumes when I could, when I remembered to ask, that was one of my favorite parts because it's really interesting to see how much work they put into it. So they had that whole that whole area of the building set up for um, like photos, like Star Wars based photos. So they had the um, oh, this is where my brain goes blank. The uh, speeder, uh, they had the, the speeder, speeder. yeah, um, yeah. They had the speeder. They had the. Uh, uh, Tauntaun? Yep, they had a ta- no, no, no. It was a um, uh, no. It was a, a wampa. wampa. There you go. Wampa. Yeah, the wampa. Yeah. Uh, so for you, you know, dressing up as your your um, uh, character, were you able to get pictures within those areas? I mean, was that something that you wanted to do, or were you just kind of more focused on the the people dressed up and the cosplayers and everything? Because I feel like, for, I don't know, for me, I feel like being dressed up, I want to take advantage of those photo opportunities. Oh, I was mainly focused on um, taking pictures of other people, but okay. there were two instances where I did have a picture with somebody else. Okay. So the red uh, Twilight Sith, mm-hmm. uh, she, when I was about to take her picture, she was like, oh, wait, I don't have my lightsaber. I'm going to go get it. But like this lady that was at a vendor's booth was like, oh, wait, I already have a lightsaber and just like whips out <laughs> of like a a $200 lightsaber just gives it to her, which looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got the picture and then the lady's like, Oh wait, you should get a picture of you and her fighting each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And then she whips out another lightsaber. Oh, out of, like, my goodness. <laughs> and again, this, she's not like a vendor for these lightsabers. It, it looks like a saber forge or something like that. Just pulls it out and then hands it to me. And so I got a couple of good action pics, uh, of us just clashing sabers and stuff. And uh, I didn't notice till after I looked at the photo a day later that there's like three or four other people like around us taking photos as well. Oh, that's awesome. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, one of the Mandalorian Mercs had a, a pistol or yeah, a blaster pistol and was just like flipping it around. So I said, hey, I have a blaster pistol. I'm going to ask him to do like a like a Western standoff. And so Carrington, I think you took the picture mm-hmm. of that one. And so that was the only other one. And I really like that one. Just like my simple little costume against like this full on Mandalorian and like the Western type duel where we just have our hands uh, you know, on our blasters. So I did take a couple of opportunities for things like that. And uh, if I go to another con, I'm probably going to do a lot more. Yeah. Ask for a lot more those type of opportunities. Uh, mainly because it was my first time. I just wasn't that comfortable with you know, asking other people to do yeah. that. But uh, they were really cool, and they're always just so happy to do whatever it is, like to pose with you, yeah. uh, to get into their character and pose. They're always so delighted to do that. So uh, it's a great great type of community with cosplayers. Really like them. And I will say real quick to Donovan, a couple things, that holding a lightsaber was also in character for you because uh, your character does eventually become 
in training, uh, you know, because he is force sensitive. Spoilers. And <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Because, <laughs> you know. It was going to take. It was going to be like, you know, season five or something. That <laughs> this was going to yeah, develop. Sorry. sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was going to be more like a. I guess, like a more of a Kyle Katarn type of thing where it's not like. And I'm going to keep it to where it's not going to be the main type of thing where it's force, force, force sensitive or something like that. It's just going to be something that's kind of on the side right right and then other thing i think cody can attest to this as well how we kept losing you on saturday because you kept wanting to take pictures <laughs> yeah yeah it was so easy because i would see like i had caught uh, a person who had dressed up as cammy from street fighter and i was like oh wait i got i want to take your picture so i like stopped took her picture as she posed and then i turned around and then you guys were just gone and uh that was pretty much the experience all day was me stopping, taking somebody's picture because I thought it was awesome, and then losing the group. <laughs> and uh, it was almost eventually to the point where uh, we had another one with us. Oh, yeah. Silas. Uh, he kept was like, he kept <laughs> an eye out. <laughs> it's like, wait, we lost Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, never mind. I'm not going to mention that idea on here because it's kind of me. Uh, I'll tell you guys later about it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, for me personally, uh, being my first year at, of experiencing the Cincinnati Comic Expo, um, I, I, I agree with Andrew. I think Charles Marnet, uh, was a given. I mean, seeing him on stage talking, uh, seeing him do his impressions, uh, or not his impressions, but his voices of Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, Wario, uh, was just surreal because you know this is this is a dude that you've been listening to since Mario sixty four. And I will point out, like, kind of interjecting, Kyle. Like, is it not the dude sounds exactly like he does in the actual finished game? It's not like he oh, yeah. needs a bunch of like audio help to get it right. I mean, it's legitimately yeah, like having per- Mario in perfected. the room. Yeah, it's it's perfected. Um, it was it was nice uh, them hosting a question and answer with him. So we had quite a few people. Uh, ask questions, um, but you know if I really think about the whole experience in itself, I think one of the coolest things uh, was was the people that we met on the floor. So we met. Uh, Carrington introduced me to Jay of Mess Comics. Oh Jay! And, I think we uh, all met Jay. Yeah, we all met. Jay. It was just yeah, incredible. We, he, he introduced <laughs> us all to him, and so uh, just a couple of days ago. Before recording this, we interviewed him and had a, had a very nice discussion with him. And I gotta say, he's such a down, nice, down to earth guy. Um, and I'm excited for you guys to to hear his interview. Uh, just meet him in person. He, he's the same way. He's just very down to earth, very easy to talk to. And uh, uh, best comics is is so awesome. Um, I'm still within the first season of it. I'm, I'm kind of taking my time with it, but uh, this is a series that you should pick up and give it a go. Uh, for season one uh, is free right now on their website. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just cool, the the connections that you make. I know, Karen, you, you picked up that board game. We had talked to the creator of it um, for a little while, too. It's just you meet so many different people at these events, you make connections with so many different people. 
And the funny thing is, you know, uh, I remember a couple of the guys, they recognized you from last year, Carrington. Yeah. Saying like, oh, you're that dude from last year. So Yeah, which is crazy um, still that I can't believe that happened. And I made sure yeah. you guys, including Donovan, who isn't like an official member yet or anything like that, I made sure everyone here um, met the people I met last year. So whether it be Joe, Andy or Jay, or even new people I met throughout the weekend, uh, like Scoot from All Yeah Comics, uh, which uh, we also interviewed him, so keep an eye out for that interview. So uh, it's just an incredible experience to just meet all these artists and all these people that are there doing their thing just like we are. Yep, I agree. So, you know, all in all, the experience of uh, 2018 Cincinnati Comic Expo was incredible. Um, I, I want to be there next year. I want all of us to be there next year and, uh, uh, hopefully we can experience all three days uh, as a group, uh, for it. Um, let's make it happen, Captain. Yeah, let's make it happen. I, I think that pretty much wraps it up before, um, before we close out, I, I do want to mention, so Carrington, you said, that we had, that you had met Scoot, mm-hmm. interviewed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see here, real quick. I'm missing something. Uh, someone improvised some cool music. Okay, awesome. Non copyrighted music. <laughs> exactly. Not Scott. So uh, um, I told Scott that I would kind of relay this to our audience. Uh, he is going to be at. Who is Scott? For those people who don't it's Scoot. know, Scott, well, Scoot. Scoot. So his name's Scott Scoot, McMahon, Scoot but he goes by Scoot. You should be at the New York Comic Expo coming up here. What next week? Yes, that's exactly it. Um, so he's going to be there at the Comic Expo in New York. Uh, he will be in Artist Alley at Table B4. Uh, make sure you go and say hi to him if you are there. And uh, he also wanted to let uh, everyone know that his next book is Wrapped Up, Volume 2, from Lion Forge Publishing. Uh, it'll be available in the middle of October at comic shops everywhere. So, uh, Carrington, I'm sure you can vouch for how great his material is. I can. I have uh, issue one of Sammy the Samurai Squirrel. I also have volume one of Wrapped Up. And I haven't finished Wrapped Up yet, but I can say Sammy the Samurai Squirrel is fantastic. Um, yep. Keep an eye out for our interview coming up here in a few weeks. But I will say I know we have a decent amount of listeners in New York. So if you, any of you out there or will be at the New York Comic Con, look out for the All Yeah Comics booth with Scoot. He's amazing and uh, just really support him. And he's uh, and just All Yeah Comics in general, whether it be with Art or Dave or Alejandro or just any of those guys. They're all fantastic. Okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah keep an eye out for him. New York next week. Um, guys... It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, you can check out our stuff on www.realdudespodcast.com. Hit us up on social media, Twitter, realdudes underscore pod, Instagram, Facebook, realdudespodcast, and email us your questions, thoughts, um, uh, stuff that's not related to anything at podcast at realdudespodcast.com. Finally, go check out our, our shop at Spreadshirt. We've got shirts, we've got bread shirts, we've got mugs, and we've got other cool things on there. Um, be sure to check it out and mm-hmm. support us. 
you know, yeah, support us with the uh, uh, shirts and cool things like that. Mm, and yeah. just as a heads up, we do offer our guests our merch, so you might see them sporting our stuff uh, in places. And we also gave away stuff for free at the Comic Expo this past year. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there's a dude with a Real News Podcast apron. Or not apron. Yeah, apron. Yeah. So, yeah. That that Cody was like, hey, you should wear this since you don't have a shirt on. So I, I wore it around the expo for about an hour or two. And, and Charles, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Charles Martinet, well, I, I went and... Uh, Asked a question uh, to the microphone, and he said, "Is that a apron that you're wearing in here?" And I said, "Yeah, man." And left it at that. I believe he asked if you were a butcher. Oh, same. Yeah. Well, same difference. Oh no, wait. And I, I and said, then you said you were a barista. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. I don't remember it. I was just kind of shocked a little bit. Anyways, um, yeah, hit us up, guys. Thank you for coming on here and having this fantastic discussion and other than that have a ride Donovan hope you join us for more hey. oh yeah oh, thanks Donovan I'll, I'll be sure to do that bye bye, bye. later
Terry, this isn't working. Aye. Is it because I still be living with me mother? No. Is it because me mates be scallywags? No, I like your friends. Is it? It's the pirate talk, Terry. Yar. Everyone's caught up in the Old Bay filet of fish at McDonald's. It's the taste locals crave on our classic sandwich. Get two for $5, either original or with that Old Bay love. Yo-ho! Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Limited time only, single item at regular price. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.